0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You're very welcome to the Brendan Option, coming to you courtesy of Immaculata Productions. I'm Father Brendan Kilcoyne. If you like our work, will you please, please, please hit the subscribe button. If you can spare a few quid, you could chuck them to us via Patreon or PayPal. Please keep us in your prayers and if you have a constructive comment to make you're welcome to make it in the comment box all we ask for there by the way is, is that elusive quality known as good manners largely we get it aye 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 I'm coming to a topic that just seems to run and run the synod I mean no disrespect And the results of a fashion are starting to come back from uh, consultations. I remember, and there is a point to this digression, I remember when I was doing some research for a, a degree course I was pursuing in education. And it involved uh doing uh something like I think it was eight substantial taped interviews with uh young guys in the in the school I was teaching in uh, it was just after their junior cert I, I I think they would have been about sixteen. And it was basically on patterns of power, patterns of influence among them. It was very interesting. There was very there was very little directly published on it. But as part of that, I had to read up on a bit of adolescent psychology. And I was stunned as I... I had never done this. I was stunned as I read the psychology to see in the textbooks stuff I had noticed among the students and hadn't understood. No need to go into detail. It was just, you know, eccentricities as I I thought them, bits and pieces... And then it worked the other way. I suppose is is that, is that I, as I was questioning the boys on who were the influential people among them, what made you influential? Who were the ones who could get others to do their bidding? You see the way I was thinking, because there are more than there's more than one pattern of, of power in a school. There are quite there's, there are a few they were confirming the textbook again it was remarkable for instance the power uh, interplay before roughly around the age of 15 changes Uh, sorry it changes at the age of 15 and it's quite different afterwards now the the psychology books had said that but it was it was almost spooky to hear people talk about it it really was i mean it wasn't a an earth-shaking discovery i mean it wasn't it didn't yield anything remotely, I suppose, original or anything like that. But it was an honest piece of work. And it was a testing of, of the, um, the commonplaces, the academic commonplaces, regarding adolescent psychology the, at that level. I would view the returns, which in its early days, from the Synod that we're listening to, in pretty much the same vein what I'm hearing is pretty much what you would expect to hear from a survey of an uncatechized generations. Now, I'll repeat that. Pretty much what you would expect to hear from a survey of barely, I'm not repeating, I'm modifying, barely catechized generations. What about two generations, maybe? Now you're going to say back to me you're condescending, you're arrogant, you're you're a pig, you're you're a clericalist. Yes, yes, you're a clericalist. You're an ecclesiastical essentialist. How about that? How about that? An ecclesiastical essentialist, right? A cathofascist. We we haven't had decent catechesis for I would say about three generations, well two anyway. I mean I, I mean it's all right, all right. Look one of the things that's coming back again and again is oh well we should have we should have a married priesthood. Okay, fine interesting. I don't believe it can be done in the Western church, but interesting. We should have a married priesthood, we should have women priests. Yeah? But what I'm interested in is the way in which this is being recommended as if there were obvious and easily um, developed, um, how would you put it, uh, arrangements in the church. As if it's a HR issue almost. As if the church is simply behind the times, but the church's mission transcends the times. The church's teaching transcends the times. The church is founded on our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you don't understand the role of tradition in Catholicism, you don't understand Catholicism. Yet you're being asked for your view as a Catholic. this is hugely problematic. It's not exclusive to the church. I mean, you've... Anybody involved in sociological research will tell you that that um it's a quagmire. You've the quantitative stuff that kind of deals more with, with the figures, you've with stats, you've you've uh, the qualitative stuff that deals more with uh interviews and all of that. But I mean, people will tell you that even after lengthy interviews conducted impeccably according to the the um best practice. Uh, The only thing you can be absolutely certain of is that you've just received uh, uh, an account of the self-image of the person you were interviewing, at least to the extent that they understand it and wish you to understand it. It's a tricky business. Who knows what somebody's thinking? Polls are notoriously tricky. The ways in which the questions are phrased are absolutely core. I I don't know. Look, I don't want to talk out of place here. I'm just a stupid little priest. What do I know? Okay. But even I, in my limitations and general idiocy, can see that this is problematic. And so people will talk about, oh, we, we, we should have women priests. I don't mind somebody saying that if it's said in a tone that makes clear that they understand the problem, the problem being is that the Church has no discernible authority to do that, and that the Catholic Church, contrary to popular opinion, doesn't get to do simply what it wants; it's bound by scripture and tradition, by the teachings of the councils, with the popes at their respective with the respective popes at their heads. We we don't get to do that. We don't get to 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 play plasticine with the faith. We go, we don't get to treat it as some sort of intellectual or spiritual Lego that can be disassembled and and reassembled in different and more pleasing shapes. This is Catholicism 101 as the Americans say. This is belt and braces, basic. Basic, 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 basic. Absolutely fundamental. Absolutely past course Catholicism. Scripture and, wait for it, wait for it, tradition. And tradition comes from two Latin words which means speaking across. And of course, those speaking across are the dead generations before us. Because in the communion of sense, we're all there in what Chesterton called the democracy of the dead. We're all there. We're not a company. We're not a corporation. We're, we're not some protean, modern um, uh, kind of corporate uh, structure that can just morph into something else when legally or financially or politically or all of three it's advisable to do so. We can't. Now, I would point out that those things haven't worked for the Anglican Church, which is in the same trouble as we're in and maybe more. They don't have the same level of scandals, no. Certainly, or anything like it. But they they are, are plummeting in terms of practice and belief, just like we are. The Lutheran Church is on the continent, just like we are. I'm sorry. Well, I'm not sorry. No. no I I didn't mean that so I shouldn't have said it I'm not sorry this is difficult because we are in the world but not of it because we don't belong because we don't get to do things that the world will applaud the tune we play doesn't get to change like that that's a problem okay you have a choice to make I keep saying this nobody listens to me uh, nobody listens to me Yeah, so why would they I'm old and I'm stupid why would you listen to me right but I keep saying it because when you're old and stupid it's as easy to keep doing that as anything else you have to decide what's plain this is there's a whole load of people in the church who, who, who don't belong in it I'm sorry I'm not sorry They don't belong in it. It doesn't mean they're bad people. It doesn't mean I'm better than them. They don't believe. Do you hear me? They don't believe. We need to get the believers together. Some of them may be doing... It may be difficult because some of them are doing Time in Mount Joy... But we need to get the believers together. They won't all be nice. They won't all be virtuous. But they wait for it. Are you listening? Are you listening? They believe. We haven't got our heads around this. But fine. Um, I would suggest to all of you out there who are on the same wavelength as me, that we love the church, we're faithful to the church, we're faithful to our Holy Father. But we follow the magisterium of the church and we follow the teachings of the, the councils, the deposit of the faith. I think these are stormy times and I think they're going to get stormier. I think we need the Brendan option, and remember, I explained at the beginning that it's not this Brendan. We need the Brendan option, as in St. Brendan. There's a great statue of him down in Knock, outside the basilica. Lovely bit of bronze. Two, two or three other lovely statues there as well of Irish saints. See, if you're in Knock, see it. It's a great statue of Brendan the Navigator. We're on choppy, stormy waters. We are in the bark of Peter. We are in the sinking ship that is the church. Keep the faith. Yeah? Keep the faith. Stick to your guns. Throw on a dry pair of trousers if the need arises. Okay? It's a frightening prospect. I don't blame you for being afraid. Stick it out. Captain's courageous. We'll get there. We have a star to navigate by. Hmm? We have her. Yeah. And as Hilaire Belloc said, she'll lead us to the harbour. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.